Peace, family. Peace, peace, peace. Welcome back to my podcast. You know me by Oshana. But today I'm going to be talking about my legal person, my federal person, my government person, who goes by the name of Roshanda Caldwell. So before we get started, I want to do like I always do and thank my spirit guides and my archangels and ancestors for being with me. My spirit guides and and my ancestors have been with me so heavily during these last couple of moon cycles that I'm just feeling the growth, you know. When you really do the work, you feel the growth. And this podcast has really helped me to open up and to just be able to speak. Although it does feel like I'm talking to myself, when you hear it on the playback, it is absolutely exhilarating to see the likes and the the new members that, that join. So I thank y'all for listening. So today, like I said, I wanna talk about a serious issue. I wanna talk about police abuse and police violations. Now, it's a very sensitive topic here in the United States. As it should be. For a very long time, and I don't refer to the period of slavery, but for a very, very long time, and I mean generations of people, Moors, or I should say people that consider themselves African-American, they have been suffering in this country. Now, I know a lot of people say, hey, don't play the victim, but I want you to hear my side of the story of how I encountered some police abuse and violations just recently within the last five years. Now, excuse me. Now, I am not a a lawbreaker, right? I don't believe that in this lifetime we get a chance to really know what it means to be free, or at least before it's been a strain on us. And it's not just Moors, it's not just us, okay? It's not just people that consider themselves black. A lot of people are oppressed in this country. If they are not Caucasian, you better believe there's a slur about them that is considered the same as nigger in, or excuse me, nigger, in the black community. So each community has a slur. For instance, I've heard of Muslims being referred to as towel heads, although I find that highly offensive. I don't use that term. And if anybody was to use that term towards me, because I wear a turban on my head sometimes, I would go completely smack off because 
you don't have the right to make that assumption about me. I don't care what your status is in this country. And that's another thing we need to talk about. We need to talk about status. Talking about status helps us to understand why black is, has no standing at law, why, why we can't go into a courtroom and really be heard. And, and again, it's not just us. It's many different people. So I'm not gonna go into the history because there's so much. I mean, you can't go back to 1933 to the bankruptcy. You have to go back further than that. And, and I just don't wanna get into that type of play right now. What I want to talk to you all about is the way police abuse and violate their power. I'm going to try to keep this podcast to a minimum as usual because I know we all have short attention spans and a lot of us have things to do. But you can listen while you work. And it's very vital and important that we begin to listen to each other when we talk about police abuse and violations. Your first line of defense should be against a tyrannical government. And that's basically what we have here in the United States. I see a lot of people from other countries on TV talking about America, America, when they don't understand who they're talking about is not Americans. It is not us that are bombing people. It's not us that are sending people to other people's country. It is the corporation that is the United States. Now, <clears throat> if you don't know the history of the United States, it's hard to decipher. It's hard to to decipher the the difference between the people and the government. In hindsight, you would think that they are the same because the people are supposed to be over the government. But what a lot of people outside of America don't understand is that America is an occupied territory. So is Hawaii, which, uh, back in the day, used to be called Polynesian, or Polynesia, excuse me. Those people are Polynesian. They're not Hawaiian. They're not from Hawaii. They're Polynesian people. The history of uh, Central, South, and North America have been drastically changed to seem as if it's something that it's not. And a lot of us are waking up to this whole lie about slavery. And if you want to know what I feel about it, I believe it's a lie. I don't believe they brought over as many people as they say they they did. And it has a lot to do with the fact that these thousands of boats that they supposedly shipped all of these people on are nowhere to be found. There's not a trace of them. Where are they? Where are they? How were they built? I mean, the machinery back then, there's no way. But 
again, I don't want to get into that aspect of it. So let me go ahead and get started because I'm already eight minutes in and I, I have to talk about this. In early 2013, I began to experience harassment by Shreveport Police Department. Now, I'm from Louisiana. I'm from Shreveport. I got massive tons and tons of family members in Shreveport. Shout out to all my family members and all my friends down in the in the Ratchet City. You know, um, I have lots of family and friends there in Bossier, you know, all up and through there, down in Gramlin. I've got a, a cousin who just who just gone off to LSU. And it's worth the note to talk about what's happening in the state of Louisiana. Louisiana has always been the slowest state, one of them. I think Detroit might even make the list there too, but but Louisiana or Michigan, excuse me, but but Louisiana has has always been one of the slower states. But there are some really good, really wonderfully hearted, hardy hearted people that live in the state of Louisiana. You can't go to anybody's house. I mean, without them offering you something to eat or you want something to drink or that Southern hospitality, it is just thick in the South. Even when they have attitude with you, they offering you food. <laughs> Looking at your side eye. You want some? <laughs> have some? When somebody say have some to you in the South, that means I really don't want to offer you this, but I'm going to offer you this just to be gracious, a gracious host, just to be <laughs> nice about it. So still, I love my people and I hate to see them having the problems that they're having. And I know they're having these problems because uh, when I was living there in 2013, and again, I've lived in Louisiana and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I got cut off for a moment there, but I'm back. So as I was saying, um, I know that they had been experiencing these issues because when I was there in 2013, this was happening to me as well as other people. Those courtrooms were packed full of people and I don't believe anyone should act as if uh, there's not something rotten down in Ratchet City. But I digress, right? I digress. So when I began experiencing the harassment, uh, I was driving. I don't know. I think I was on Uri Drive the first time I started experiencing the problem. Now, it had happened a few years prior, but I had taken care of the issue and everything was good. I didn't have any problems. Uh, and so in 2013, I, I was making a turn into a shopping center that we have out there on Uri, Uri Drive. Y'all know where I'm talking about. I'm making a turn, a left turn to go to the Target. I'm coming back from Burt Coons. 
for everybody that knows what I'm talking about. I'm driving down Uri and I'm getting ready to make that left turn right there by that Payless to go into the shopping center. And so as I'm going, I'm behind other cars. And as I turn, the light turns yellow. And as I'm pulling in, my I stopped short because the cars in front of me were turning a different direction. So they all stopped short. And I was the last one with my little tail hanging out in the street. I didn't accost anybody in traffic. The, by the time the light turned green for traffic to go in the separate direction, I was already pulling into the shopping center and wasn't having a problem. But there was an officer in the left-hand side of traffic, or excuse me, across from me when I made the turn. And as I turned, he saw the red light and then he hit his light. Okay, I had my daughters in the car with me. I pulled over, he came to me and then he gave, you know, he gave me a ticket and I asked him, I said, what, what's the ticket for? And he starts, you know, explaining about this and I ran the red light and all of this here. <laughs> and <laughs> you just don't hold court on the side of the road with an officer. If they're telling you you violated some statute or code because that's what they're telling you you did. They're not saying it's a constitutional violation or anything like that. They're telling you that you have violated one of their 90 million statutes and codes. Can you imagine 90 million statutes and codes and they just happen to be able, because there's over 90 million, to find several to put on a ticket that has no accident and has no offense. Now, of course, I didn't start to notice the problems with the ticket until I started to study what a ticket was supposed to look like. Now, this didn't start for me in 2013. When he gave me that ticket, I, um, I was to appear in court, appear. Who appears, y'all? Don't ghost appear. Okay. So I was to make an appearance in court, you know, and uh, answer for whatever charges. <laughs> I'm only laughing because in hindsight, I know what, what the, what the, what's going on in the court. So it's funny to me. It's funny. It's all smoke and mirrors, y'all. They're actors. They're just playing a game of uh, chess, not checkers, people, chess. Okay. So anyways, so I, uh, I, 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 I get ready. I go to court. And when I go to court, I find out that there was an old warrant out for my arrest for uh, some old car accident that I had where I bumped this girl. She didn't have any injuries. Her car wasn't even injured, but supposedly she was pregnant and she bled this, that night. Trust me, it wasn't even a, a bump. It was a simple tap. I was backing up and she was too close upon me. But anyways, so as I'm there, they don't arrest me. The clerk tells me, she says, okay, let's just set you up to come to court for this with, with the charge that you have. I tell her, okay, no problem. And we set it up, which means that the court date that I was there, we reschedule, we set it up, we set everything up so that I could 
answer for all charges together. And I went home. Now, I started studying very loosely that that evening. I started studying really loosely and I didn't think much of it. My court date was in 2014. So in 2014, I go to court, I'm sitting there and in Shreveport, uh, excuse me, in the uh, Shreveport City Court, they want you to sign something before you speak to the prosecutor. Now, <laughs> here's my problem. By that time, I had learned of contract law. I had learned a little bit about it. And what I understood was everything that you sign is a contract. Okay, so I didn't want to contract with them until I spoke with the judge to, to, to speak with her about what charges were being brought against me. So when I refused to sign the instrument, one of the city marshals, because Shreveport has city marshals, <laughs> I don't know where the city marshals would be in the constitution. I don't know where they are, where they come from, other than another agency created to collect revenue, to suck you dry. And so anyways, I'm there in the courtroom. I refused to sign the paperwork. And I will admit, I didn't know exactly what I was doing, but I knew that I was not going to acquiesce to the situation. I knew I wasn't going to sit here and be silent. And so he took it out of control. He got in my face and started telling me what I was going to do. And I told him what I wasn't going to do. And it wasn't until I challenged him on his position that he decided to arrest me. And we're going back and forth and I'm telling him, no, sir, I'm not going to sign that document. I would like to see the judge, you know, and speak with the prosecutor before I sign anything. Oh, you're going to sign that document. Yes, you are. No, I said, sir, are you a public servant? Boom. Arrested. Arrested. Mind you, he's the professional in the courtroom. I'm not an attorney. And, and, and another thing. When I challenged him on his position, I actually won, even though I lost. I lost because he arrested me. Now, I told him, of course, that I do not consent to being searched. I do not consent to being uh, held hostage or kidnapped. It doesn't stop them from doing that, but it makes sense to tell them and put it on the record. So they take me to the back in handcuffs and because I wouldn't answer any questions they decided to send me over to the city jail to find out who I was. Mistake number two. But anytime that you open up your mouth to these people anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You should always have Miranda at the front of your mind. You have the right to remain silent. You have that right. Nobody can make you speak. They can't come to you, open your mouth up and make you say words. You do that voluntarily. So they took me over to the city jail and I sat for a few hours. And of course, I had to find a bondsman to get me out. Um, and I went with a bondsman that I, I did not know. I just wanted to get out. 
and um, you know we got everything situated got the money paid and I was released with another court date now of course by this time I'm furious because even though this is the first time that I'm being accosted in in this time period I know that something's wrong I know something is not right with these people and why they or excuse me and how they keep doing this to me so I get bailed out of jail I go home and the next morning first thing I jump up after sending my kids to school and I take my butt down to Shreve Memorial, which is the big library downtown, and I go grab a few law dictionaries. And there, my friend, began my deep major studies and my complete 360 degree turnaround with dealing with these people. Now, I wanna point out, because I'm getting ready to end this podcast, I wanna point out to you that the police violations and abuse in this whole podcast that I've spoken about were both the first ticket as well as the second or the first arrest. Now, why were these police abuse and violations? Number one, you need to understand where they are coming from. They are not acting lawfully. They are coming under the color of law. Now, when you're researching and learning how to fight in court, you have to remember to stay on code. What do I mean when I say stay on code? When it comes to you, code has nothing to do with you. Okay, statutes and codes have nothing to do with you. You only until you act only until you agree and you agree by signing. You agree by being silent and you agree by agreeing. So how was the first one a violation or an abuse? Number one, I didn't cause an accident. He didn't really have any reason to give me a ticket. And when I looked at the ticket, there was no accident number or accident report number, and there was no offense number. These two boxes on those tickets are are in red. That means that they must be filled out. One thing you need to understand about a ticket is that it's a lawsuit. Somebody is suing you. Somebody's saying that you harmed them in some kind of way. And so you're suing them or you're being sued. That's all a ticket is. Uh, Now, on the private side, the ticket becomes something else. You know, that's a totally different conversation. I won't go there. But right now we're talking about in the public because this is what happens when you don't handle your shit in the private. You end up having to deal with this shit in the public. And so... So the first one was a violation because number one, the, the instrument, the, the, the traffic ticket, it was not filled out completely. 
in order for the instrument to be a valid claim, it needs to be filled out completely. That's why all of the boxes are there. If all of the boxes are not filled in, then that ticket, that instrument is up for a challenge. That's number one. How is it a violation or abuse uh, um, beyond that? Because upon not injuring or harming anyone, he's issuing a lawsuit on behalf of a third party that's not there. When you have a traffic accident, think about it. There's you, there's the person that you hit or that hit you, and then there's an officer to write up a report. So his violations happen by way of revenue collecting. And upon trying to be a revenue collector, he's acting on behalf of an individual that's invisible, that has no standing itself. The state of Louisiana is not a a living, breathing man that I injured. Okay? And there's many other things that I could pick apart about that ticket he gave me and about what he did, but I'm just going to give you those two violations. So those were up for challenge. I can challenge those things in court. Now, the second officer, the the city marshal who arrested me in court, how was his abuse and a violation? Well, (laughs) you know, I got to tell you, When you win and beat these people, they will not congratulate you and hand you a big fat check and a gold medal and take your picture and put it in the paper. No, that's not how it works. It's actually very embarrassing for them to lose. It's very embarrassing for people like me, who is not an attorney, who has not attended um, law school, to come in the courtroom and wipe the floor with them because I know what they're doing. So the second officer, I won't say his name because he haunts me and I hate him. (laughs) He is in violation because number one, you cannot make someone sign, put their John Hancock or agree to anything. That is not a legal contract. It is not because you are not, uh, um, all of the details have not been disclosed to you. That's number one. Number two, his violation turned into an abuse when he decided to argue with me in the courtroom instead of pulling me to the side and speaking to me privately. He wanted to embarrass me in the courtroom. His abuse further because he arrested me where I had harmed no one. The charges that are listed in his paperwork are disturbing the peace and uh, something. Yeah, and not showing up to court, which was a lie. I was in court. 
I was there. So, of course, <laughs> this issue happened. They take me to jail. They put me down as not showing up for court. And all of this turns into another big stupid warrant before I even get out of jail. <sighs> all right, folks. <laughs> We're right at 28 minutes. And that's all the time I have for today. But you can join me tomorrow when I will be telling you the second half of this story and then hopefully the third half by Sunday. And on Monday, hopefully I can finish it up with what has happened since because I am waiting. They have only a few more days to answer my claim. But I want you to know those violations. And I want you to know where to look. If you look under 18 USC title 241 and 242, you will find color of law abuses. This is what is required for any police department to be investigated by the FBI. If there's enough violations under 18, 241 and 242, they will come in and pick apart the police department to find out what is going on. So know where to look. If you get a ticket, look at the numbers on the ticket next to the violations. Type it into Google and find out what they're trying to charge you with. If it is a statute or code, it does not pertain to you. You are not an employee, a federal employee of the United States. They have you mistaken. But if you don't clean it up, guess what? They won't either because they want that money. They want those Federal Reserve notes, which is not really money. But please understand what I said to you is the truth. You can look it up. These are not my made up words. I may have regurgitated them, but I got them from somewhere and it's not from some stupid blog. I got this from their law, their codes, their statutes. So if you have any questions, you can always leave me a voicemail. You can hit me up, um, you know, with a question, you know, you can let me know you'd like to join me next time and maybe talk about some of the things that I'd like to get out. But again, I have to talk about what's going on and how all of this has happened because it's something that I'm completely not embarrassed about. As a matter of fact, I'm very motivated. I'm very motivated about it. And I will not stand. I've been defamed. My name has been dragged through the mud and I'm angry. Somebody owes me something. I'm out of at least $10,000 and learning how to be an attorney and moving fees in, in court costs in bondsman fees. You don't understand. I'm out of a lot of money where I need my return. Somebody owes me a 1099 OID. And if you don't know what that is, you can read publication 1212 which uh, comes from the IR, IRS manual, 
But if you don't understand that, please just leave all of that alone. So, (sighs) police abuse and violations are real. And the more people that come to the forefront of this fight to help the rest of us who have been doing this, whether we've been doing this for a year, two years, seven years, 12 years, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years. We need help in pushing back against these people. And if you don't believe that something is in the air, it's changing, just look at all the people that are being arrested, especially these pedophiles. Boy, we live in a PDO nation, I tell you, it's ridiculous. So look into what I said. Talk to me about it. Also, I'm no longer on Facebook. I have not completely deactivated the page. So you can still hit me up in the messenger, but I no longer just log right in from my phone. If you have Facebook app, messenger, whatever on your phone, delete it, delete it, delete it, delete it. They are listening to your phone calls. They're listening to you each and everything that you do. You having sex, they can hear all of that and they're recording it. Metadata, I believe that's what they call it. Honestly, I really don't care. I just know that I'm not in that anymore. So if you'd like to make a better connection with me, follow my work. You can, you can check me out on uh, Holanus. I am on Holanus. You can find me there at row one. That's R-O, the number one. <laughs> and you can also reach out to me uh, on Instagram. You can catch me there at Rosha. R-O-S-H-A-A. And I believe that's Rosha 1. So R-O-S-H-A-A 1. All right, family. Thank you, archangels, ancestors, and spirit guides for being with me today. Helping me, giving me the courage to speak through the pain. I appreciate your presence. I release you in the spirit of love. And so all my listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning in with me, listening to me go on and on about whatever. Trust me, I plan to get back to doing more magical stuff here on my podcast. But because we're at a time where cancers are making choices about the relationships that they have, about some of the things that they've been going through, this is something that was put on my heart to do, to get my story out, just in case anything ever happened, my voice will be stamped and recorded. All right, family, y'all be easy out there. Please, please, please try to make minimum contacts with these people, minimum contacts. If you need to know how to do that, hit your girl up. I'll give you some pointers and tips but I ain't mentoring nobody for free, okay? (laughs) I love you, fam. Y'all be easy. I'm out.
Welcome back, family. Thanks for tuning in. Whether you are replaying this podcast or, yeah, whether you're on the replay. So, I promise to speak about the legal issues that I have been continuing to have with uh, Shreveport Police Department as well as the Cattle Parish District Court. And I wanted to finish the story. I know I was supposed to come to you guys a lot sooner, but you have to believe me that the legal issues that I face and that I'm dealing with are a constant battle every day to um, basically become a lawyer you know it's a shame because we're we're now at this new moon here in the month of May it started on the 15th and it officially ends today the 17th so before I get started I want to go ahead and welcome the ancestors in Thank them for joining me today. My nephew is here. He is always with me. As well as my angels. I feel them. I know they are with me. I fear not one because one is man as I am woman. So thank you. My wall of protection for, for being there for me for being with me, going through this journey. Uh, Before I get started, big shouts out to my home state, Louisiana, Ratchet City. For those of you that don't know what Ratchet City is, that is Shreveport, Bossier, basically. (laughs) Both cities are very ratchet. (laughs) But we have a host of lovely individuals and lovely men and women and sons and daughters that are indigenous on that land. So I'm going to just try to pick up where I left off last time. I'm going to be honest. I don't usually listen to my podcast when I'm done. If I make a mistake, I make a mistake. I'm human or excuse me, I'm having a human experience and making mistakes is all a part of having that human experience. So I give thanks for all for all mistakes that I make. They are all accepted. So last time I spoke with you all, I was telling you about this court battle that I was having in Shreveport, in the Shreveport City Courts, um, which is right there on Texas Avenue, I believe. Because I know Caddo Parish District Court is either on, I think it's on Texas Street. So I get the two confused. It really doesn't matter because honestly, they are both irrelevant to my situation. You see, I'm not a criminal. I've never been a criminal. If I have made a mistake or saw that the mistake was of my doing, I will try to correct it as fast as I can. And I I don't do illegal things. That's, come on, that's that's not me, 
I'm not that person. However, I do things that I am given my that are given to me by God, by the most high, the divine, the source of creation, the source. If the source gave me two legs to travel, I shall be able to travel anyway. I can use these legs anyway to push a bike, to push some pedals, to push a pedal down and go on a scooter, to ride a, a, a motorcycle, to drive a private means of conveyance because we can't call it what they like to put the name on it and call it because it makes it a commercial vehicle and I do not engage in commerce I do not deliver food I do not uh, um, I do not deliver passengers or drop them off like a bus service and therefore I use these legs the way I, I am meant to the way that the Most High has given me and I don't apologize for that so, last time we left off, I was speaking about a particular judge and a prosecutor. I won't mention their names due to the fact that I respect that they have a job that they have to do. However, I do not willingly and, and uh, I should say willingly and knowledgefully of, of all hidden um, hidden clauses and anything like that. I do not wish to engage in commerce with them as such. So basically I, uh, was arrested, uh, in court trying to handle a ticket that I had been given a few weeks prior and after arriving at the courthouse and finding out that there was a warrant out for my arrest from early 2000, I was trying to handle the situation. Now, when you go into Shreveport City Courts, they want to have you sign a document. I didn't want to sign that document. I needed to speak with the judge, quote unquote, and the prosecutor. But they won't let you do that without putting your John Hancock on a contract. Because <laughs> if you know contract law, you know that everything is a contract. Everything. I mean, from signing your John Hancock to sexual intercourse. It's all commerce. So, I'm there. I get arrested uh, by a courtroom marshal <laughs> they're not even in the constitution so I don't even want to go there I don't want to go there people say oh the constitution is suspended you know it's funny that they say that because it's because we're going into these admiralty courts these article one courts well what article one are they coming from if the constitution is so suspended what article one are they coming from but I digress so I'm there, I get arrested after getting into an altercation, not, not even a physical altercation, just verbal altercation with an officer in the courtroom. <clears throat> they take me back, they lock me up, they charge me with all kinds of, or throw ki all kinds of charges at me, all kinds of sin at me, and they take me to the city jail, for which I am forced to bail out. 
of course they fingerprint me take my picture put it in some some magazine some circulation that I have not even approved of the inquisitor the inquisitor slanders people on a daily basis slanders people in a way where they these people don't even know that they've contracted or that they've signed something to release their photograph to these people and it's sad I didn't know that in the beginning either it took a couple rounds for me to begin to try to protect myself now what you must understand about the United States on America just like Ivanka said I, I said she was dumb as a box of rocks but you know I take that shit back because she's right the United States is on America that's what it is if you don't know what the United States is you need to go do your research we are in the age of Aquarius you don't have any reason to understand where I'm coming from so anyways I get out of jail um, my husband picks me up. He takes me, you know, home. And of course, I've got another court date to appear in this courtroom. Now, I'm not even going to get into specifics because I'm writing a book about this, writing a book about my experiences. And so more details will be in my book. But When you're forced to bail out of jail, you're forced to basically hire a bail bondsman, somebody to indemnify you or to put you on their insurance, basically, because that's basically what a bond is. It's their insurance. And when you don't pay your insurance or you don't go to court, you've basically um, dishonored. You know, we, we use a lot of courtroom terms and I'm telling you, I I try not to do that here on the podcast because I realize some people aren't aren't um, quick or sharp when it comes to legal ease. They don't understand or overstand or understand that all three of those words don't mean what they think it means on the street. (laughs) Again, I digress. So. I have to pay a bondsman to get out of jail and they set me up with another another court date now immediately when I got home I started working on my defense number one you can't bring me back in this same courthouse to try me because you arrested me here your your courtroom marshals made sure of that and because I knew that was a conflict of interest I began immediately tearing down the prosecution's defense before I even went to court. I don't have time for this, dude. You don't You don't have any authority here. You don't have any jurisdiction. I mean, I'll put it all out on the line. I sent it in. And, of course, some judge sends me back. I'm not even going to say his name. I want to say his name so bad. He sends me back a response that my motion is denied. Now, at that particular time, I was still fuzzy on the difference between affidavits and motions and uh, which I, which one I needed to actually be doing. Now, I was trying to, to um, play along with the court rules, but you can't do that <laughs> because that means that you, 
that you're well versed in their laws and you also have to understand that it's their laws they can make up whatever the hell they want to make up we've seen this we've seen this recently uh with uh the judge i can't think of her name i haven't been studying her i really haven't um but she's been arrested and and thrown in jail three times and she was a judge she that's what you guys think a lot of a lot of these got these big wigs think you think just because you become a judge that you are immune to prosecution it's a lie it's a fucking illusion and it's sad that so many of so many of the moors the indigenous individuals on this land are fighting on the wrong side they should be with us. They should be with people who are here to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These banksters are the ones that have us under their thumbs. Believe it or not, lawyers or attorneys, excuse me, attorneys, attorneys at law, and these banksters are the ones that are doing this daily oppression of us. They have the have us right under their thumbs. And the great thing about it is that it, there we go with the who. I hear it. We are here. We are here. <laughs> there are so many of us that are 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 here. When you think about this legal situation, you need to think about the who. And you should join the group. We are here. We are here. We are here, we are here, and it's getting louder and louder and louder. There are so many people, and I don't even want to use the term waking up, because to use that term is to be so generic. There is such an enlightenment and a transformation that is happening with us as a, uh, oh, as a collective. It's source downloading the codes into our system. A lot of us don't even know what that is. Some of y'all going to say, oh, she's talking witchcraft and voodoo. Yes, I sure am. Because guess what? We are here. We are here. We are fucking here. We've been rolled over in the dirt for too long, guys. We've been buried for such a long time. Will you join the fight? What am I saying? I'm saying if you don't have a story about standing up against a black robe or complaining and filing multiple complaints on police departments because of their biasness and because of what they are doing to us, then you are a pussy. Yes, I said it. You're a fucking pussy. Now, if you've figured out how to get around that situation, hey, more power to you. Why don't you make a podcast and tell the rest of us how to do it? I can tell those of you that are newbies that may be listening, you got to study. If you don't study, you're going to be so SOL on the side of the road when these guys pull a gun out on you. Do not hold court on the side of the road, guys. Do not. Do not. Accept the charge. Sign your name however you want to sign your name. They can't tell you how to sign your name on a doc on a document on an instrument because that's what it is. It's an instrument. 
I don't want to get into public and private because there's enough gurus out there telling you about what's private, what's public, how to do it, when to do it, where to do it, what to put on it. What's the point of me going into all of that? I'm here to invoke your consciousness and tell you my story. So let's get back to my story because I go wayward sometimes. So anyways, I deconstruct this guy's whole argument. I get to the courtroom (laughs) and there's, you know, tons of us in there. There's, you know, 30, 40 in this little bitty courtroom upstairs. And, um, they like to call roll because they don't want to waste time. If you didn't show up, they ready to put that warrant out immediately before court even starts. It's a warrant out for your arrest already. Listen, it's a warrant out for everybody's arrest until we check in. (laughs) How about that? Find the lie in that shit. So, we show up to court. I mean, I'm sorry, we, I show up to court. I sit, I wait, prosecutor calls my name or calls my title. I look at him, I raise my hand. He checked me off the list. Now, he already knows what's going to happen. Him and the judge and the the uh, clerk, they, uh, they've they already rehearsed this bullshit in the back. If she shows up, this is what we're going to do because we're not going to play with her. We're not going to go through this with her. Now, they had a few choices. They could have continued to try the case, but I was ready for that ass. Oh, I was about to sting that ass in front of everybody in the courtroom. I don't give a damn. I was, I was already tired and this is only the third time I've had to go to the courtroom. Excuse me, the courthouse, the second time I've been in the courtroom within one year, this was all in what? 2015. No, excuse me. 2014. So I'm there. I, um, I go up when they call my name and I'm ready. And he looks over at me and he looks at the judge and the judge is looking at me, white supremacist sitting in bank. He looks over at me. The prosecutor says, judge, the prosecution moves to, um, no, excuse me. He said something about the prosecution moves to do something. And then he said, um, because of conflict of interest, hit me right in the chest. Boom. Because of conflict of interest, we move. That's what he said. We move to have this matter moved to uh, district court. Judge Judge looks over at him, looks over at me, and says, "Miss, uh, okay, Miss Caldwell, um, uh, you're dismissed. Uh, you'll be getting a letter from district court in ninety days." Whatever he said, really didn't give a shit. All I heard was, "I can go." Thank you. I say. I pick up my stuff, I walk out. Now, everybody sitting in the courtroom that's left is looking at me like, how the fuck did she just do that? I mean, they're whispering. I'm laughing. I walk out the courtroom, I get to my car. I instantly bust out into my happy dance because, of course, I'm saying to myself, (laughs) they couldn't take me down. I fucked them good. So now I'm thinking, okay, they're going to try to send this to district court. So I start to think of the charges and I say, nah, it's not going to fly. It's not going to fly. 
Now, the trick is that they put a whole bunch of trumped up ass charges on you just to make it look like you're a bigger criminal than what they're trying to say you are. What these are are 241 and 242 violations under USC uh, title uh, under 18 USC. That's what these are violations. Now, the reason that these people continue to do it and let me say. I am so proud of us because we have started to push back and you see it more and more. More police stations are standing down. But it's in these little hickey towns and these little, you know, crank anchor villages that you're going to have an issue. But you won't have an issue if you follow procedure. Learn to freaking complain. I'm trying to not cuss so much, guys. It really is. It's a a transformative time for me, so bear with me. But learn to complain on these people. If you feel like you received a ticket and you shouldn't have received the ticket, fight it. Most people don't fight it. They just pay it and they say, I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to do this. I don't want to have to do that. I don't want to have to go down there and talk to these people. But the more you do that, the more we have to fight to push them back. You are one less individual that's willing to push back. And it's it's a pussy move. Yeah, you can't block me from saying that. I, I, I'm going to say that. But it is. And you need to understand that we are waiting for you. We are waiting for you. I've been calling on the people in my city for the longest. They harassed me so much. I moved. I was going to move anyways because I'm back and forward from Texas to Louisiana, which is nobody's business, but <laughs> I had, I had to go earlier, earlier than I anticipated than I'd planned because I was tired of them taking my money, taking my, my, my FRNs. I want me, me and my family wanted a better way, wanted a better life. We wanted to do things a lot different. And I didn't want to end up spending my life in jail behind a three strikes you're out deal, you know? But the truth is, is that I was ignorant and ignorance of the law is no excuse. I had none. I had no excuses and you don't have any either. So they sent the paperwork over to district court. I heard nothing. I heard nothing. So I was free from the system. Now, I left out the part where I was arrested uh, by the city marshal. This story is so complicated. I'm not even following a script here. I'm going off the top of my dome because I'm so frustrated. I'm just, I'm frustrated with the whole situation. And it took a lot of studying for me to understand, to get the concept, people, to to comprehend you must understand that they are different all of those are different comprehension is not understanding when we begin to speak about words words have power we learn this in every faith and religion that is here on earth so nobody is ignorant of that words have power North America is in highly Christian. I want to say 70, 80%, maybe even more, whatever. I don't, I don't give a damn. 
excuse me, it's not as much as it used to be because a lot of us are finding our indigenous religion. We are finding our indigenous traditions and we, we love them because they, that's another thing that Europeans like to do. They love to take our shit and make it and say, we came up with it. Look at rock and roll. The father of, of, of rock and roll is not Elvis. It is Chuck fucking Berry. Don't get it twisted. It is Chuck Berry. You don't know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you got some catching up to do. So, anyways, there I go again. Back to my story. So, after being arrested, I'm sure three times by now, the case has been sent over to district court. I don't hear from district court for... <laughs> at all let me say that at all when I heard from district court about this case because this is the first one which had many different instances where I had been arrested just this one case I'd been arrested three times so I heard nothing of this incident until I reached out to them now here we are and the beginning of the year is January, February, March 15th. I'm clear. I don't have no court dates. I don't have nothing. March 15th. Now, I want to start here at what I saw when I left the house. My husband get, would get off work in the evening time, and I'd go spend a little time with my, my, my homegirls who lived, I don't know, two, three minutes away from me. I didn't have to drive far. In the neighborhood where I live, Pine Valley, shout out to the valley. <laughs> In the neighborhood where I lived, there's a street called Babylon. Now, all right, all you Bible nuts, don't, don't come at me charging with this Babylonian stuff. I already know. I don't really care. I don't care. Now, on Babylon, there had been a big bust. When I left the house, it was dark. It was about 8 o'clock at night. This is March, in March. This is March 15th, as a matter of fact. So it was, it was, it was not pitch dark, but it was getting dark. As I'm leaving Gibson, I make a right on the Babylon to get to go to get out of the neighborhood, but to the left of me I see all these black cars. Now we call them jump out boys. <laughs> That's what they call the jump out boys. So I see all the jumps. I'm like, what the hell's going on down here in Babylon? Didn't matter to me because I was going to my homegirl house because we had ordered daiquiris from this really cool daiquiri shop. I was, I was excited about it. This was going to be my first one from this daiquiri shop. I make the right turn. I go to my friend's house. I'm chilling there. I get the call because you have to wait on these people to call you to tell you your daiquiri's ready. I get the call. And instead of going the way I should have instinctively, something told me to go the back way, I decide I'm going to go out the front way. Now, a guest of mine is in the car with me. Shout out to my guest. She knows who she is. I'm not going to put her on blast. She's very shy. 
but my I, I had a guest in the car with me. We leave. Uh, I think we was on 82nd, 81st. I think we was on 81st. No, we were not 81st Street. We was we we in in the Grove on the eight block. I can't remember the name what the street Granny live on. Lord forgive me. My mind is just so so wide in range. <laughs> anyway, me and my guests we 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 turn and we're going up towards Linwood. And uh, there's a church on the side. Everybody, if you live in the valley, if you live in Louisiana, if you, or excuse me, if you live in Shreveport, you know this church. Uh, but there's a, a Catholic church on the side there. Uh, I think it's St. Catherine's. And uh, there's a light right at the street there um, in Linwood. And I just so happened to look to the left and see these two black cars sitting in uh, the parking lot on the left-hand side. Now, they sitting there. Ain't nobody bothering them. I wasn't speeding because I'm in a residential neighborhood. I'm pulling up to a light. I'm not driving recklessly. So I pull up, and as I pull up, I, I immediately see this black car pull out. Now, I just left from my house, which is two minutes from my friend's house, which I'm only two minutes up the road from. Okay, so I just seen a whole bunch of black cars in my neighborhood. So I'm thinking, oh, they busting people. They doing busts tonight. I didn't have any marijuana on me. I sure didn't. So I pull up to the light and he immediately pulls behind me. I get the sinking feeling in my stomach. Here we go again. Here we go again. We make the left turn onto Linwood. He gets behind me and hit the lights. <sighs> Fuck. I'm thinking to myself, I just dealt with these fucking people. And I was so tired at the time. Now, do I have a Louisiana driver's license? No, I haven't had a Louisiana driver's license in years. That's not the point. The Supreme, listen, if you got a problem with people not having a driver's license, go look at the fucking Supreme Court case. Go look at it. It's so many cases. I don't even want to, you know what? I don't even want to go there with people be Murdoch and all of this shit here. Go freaking Google it your damn self. It is not required that you have a license to travel. What did I say in the beginning of the podcast? My legs can be used any way I can put them to use as long as I harm none. Via the Magna Carta, I have a right to do anything I please as long as I bring harm to no one. If you don't know what the Magna Carta is, I will tell you a little bit about the Magna Carta, but what am I going to tell you? I'm going to tell you if you're lazy to Google it. You can do that from your computer, laptop, tablet. Hell, you can do that from smartwatch these days. <clears throat> the Magna Carta is the oldest and most important, um, I don't want to say treaty, but it is it is their laws. It is the the it is the law that governs their society. Who am I saying when I say they? The bar members, those bar members, 
those all of them judges are members of either the bar they either were a member of the bar they either are a member of the bar or they are a member of some type of judicial commission or something either way they have to have been lawyers in order to be judges they have to have some type of loss loss something to become a judge law school law training it's got to be you know yeah in there but the Magna Carta is so important that they have it on a stone outside of their home office so the Magna Carta is what they are all ruled by but do we know what the Magna Carta is no we don't we don't know what the Magna Carta is it has taken me years and years and years Here we are in 2018, getting ready to go into 2019, and I am, I'm just, um, I'm angry because I wanted these people to leave me alone. I was free and clear. Mind you, we moved in June of uh, 2015. We were, we, we had already made plans because of all of the crap that I already went through. So January, February, March, or January and February, I was fine. Beginning of March, I was fine. I had no problems. All of a sudden, March 15, this guy pulls behind me and hits his lights. I pull over. My guest, I'm looking at my guest like, what did I do? She says, nothing. I said, I know. Okay. I wish I'd had that on camera. <laughs> that that natural response. Because it was, mind you, it's 8 o'clock at night, y'all. It's 8 o'clock, 8.15, I believe, that's on the ticket. I hadn't even been gone away from my house a good hour, okay? I had just been to my friend's house and waited on the call from the daiquiri shop, getting ready to go. And it's 8.15 on the ticket. So I just left her house at 8.10. I wasn't even gone that long. Dude hits his lights, pulls me over. Now... He pulls me over at a really bad spot. He pulls me over right at uh, I-49 and Linwood. Bad spot. I was not about to pull into the gas station because that's so embarrassing that you're going to sit here and do this crap in front of all these people. So I go under the bridge and I get in the left-hand lane and make a, uh, or excuse me, get in the right-hand lane and make a right turn right, there's a park right there. I make this turn. And I used my signal light. Or maybe I didn't. But see, he had his lights on and he was right behind me. So when nobody finna get behind, well, nobody finna jump in front of him. But I got over. I'm, I'm thinking, okay, he's got an emergency. There's an emergency somewhere. He pulls me over. He gets out the car. I let my window down. And I'm thinking, okay, what could be the problem? Now, mind you... During my studies, I had come across a lot of information. I had began the process of changing my name. And I began this process because of what I know about my legal name, my legal person. So, upon doing that, I had gotten my paperwork back from uh, the nation that I had declared my nationality with, which... Uh, is the um, the um, Moors 
Shout out to all Moors. Moors on the floor for show. We here. We are here. We are here. <sighs> Anyways, but I had just gotten my paperwork back. I had to send it off to Philadelphia, and I had just gotten it back. If you know anything about Philadelphia, you know Philadelphia is where it's hot. That's that's where it's popping. Now, we've got the Moorish American Consulate now. Uh, Shout out to OT Bay and uh, what they're doing over there in the Moorish American Consulate. And um, we just have, we've we've got lots going on now. We've got more and more people that are saying, no, we're not going to take this BS. There needs to be something happening here. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy because they're just killing people. And of course this was after Mike, the Mike Brown situation and so many other situations. And I was just fearful for my life. This guy gets out of his damn car, his black car, He's not even a freaking traffic cop. This guy's a dr- this guy's a drug cop. So he was looking for drugs. Now, I did not have any marijuana on me. Whether I smoke or not is irrelevant. I didn't have it on me. I didn't have anything on me. Not any type of drugs on me. Now, in a bag in my car that I that had been there. <laughs> it had been there. And mind you, he pulled me over because the back light over your license plate, he said it was out. That's a, that's a, that's a warning. That's a, hey ma'am, your light's out. But he didn't have any right to do that because he's not a fucking traffic cop. The fuck does he, the, the fuck is he doing? Raising revenue? He's raising revenue. But, but not just that, you see, because he he put me in a different court. He didn't put me in, in just city court. He then put so many charges on me that I had two court dates. I had a court date for city, city of Shreveport, and then I had a court date for district court. Now, I had been doing so many damn things to protect myself. I was, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom. And you must understand when you begin to study the law, it can be daunting and tiresome. You get tired of studying day in and day out. Basically learning to be a lawyer, a private lawyer, a private counsel. <sighs> makes me sick to my stomach what these people have been doing to me. And how I have not been standing up for myself. But those days are long gone. Whether I be marked or not. Those days are gone. I am not putting up with this bullshit anymore. So he walks up to the car. He asked me for license and registration. I told him I didn't have license. And I asked him, what did you stop me for? Immediately. He said, ma'am, get out the car. Get out the car. I'm arresting you for having a bad attitude. That's not an arrestable offense. I was of no threat to this man. It's 8 o'clock at night. This man has guns, cameras, uh, uh, vehicles, and backup that he can call. And it's me and my guest, two two petite little ladies who were no threat to this guy. We We were of no threat at all. I didn't have any weapons on me. And I say that, I say that knowing I had nothing on me. 
nothing on my persons, nothing in my vehicle that would be of harm to him. Unless you want to, you know, talk about the shit in the trunk, you know, jackhammers and stuff, tools. But instantly, he, uh, he instantly, he automatically began to violate me in the worst way. Number one, he's not a fucking traffic cop. Number two, he's a drug cop and he's looking for drugs. Number three, I never gave him permission to search anything, not even me. I, I told, I, I never gave him permission to search a thing. Now, whether they do it or not is totally up to them and they will do it because they are all about violating you, especially if they don't know your name. You have to get them to know your damn name. And this podcast is at 41 minutes and I don't even care. I don't, I don't care if anybody's listening. This is my story and damn it, I'm going to get it out because it's so frustrating. This guy patting me down, checking me, touching me in places he shouldn't even be touching me. So I instantly tell him to get his supervisor out there because he's accosting me in my travels. So his supervisor comes out there. I'm in the back of the, the car. He, you know, I'm arrested for a bad attitude. And then, of course, not having any identification. What do I need to ID myself for? I wasn't doing anything. My car was not registered stolen. It, I was deregistering it from the uh, Louisiana uh, uh, DMV because we were going to sell the car. But that don't mean I have to stop using it. I can do whatever the hell I want to do with it. It was my property. It wasn't registered, which means, that, guess what? Which means what? Which means that nobody nobody had, had claim to it. The place were, were canceled. So what? We didn't give a shit. I didn't hit anybody. I didn't harm, damage. There's no, 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 um, there's no body. There's no body to make a claim. But this jerk accosting me in my travels, which is what they love to do. So this case has dragged on for too many years and Honestly, I'm sick of it. (laughs) I'm sick of it. And you know, I've already sent so many documents in and I've already done what I needed to do. So I know everything is going to be fine because my ancestors are with me. I, I can feel myself ascending each and every time. I used to be so fearful to travel because I didn't want to be accosted. I I didn't want to be shot, killed. I'm telling you, they think it's desensitizing a lot of us, but it's not. To see people killed, maimed, murdered, shot in the street like like an injured animal is traumatizing. My heart aches for my brothers and sisters whose blood filled this ground. I'm so emotional right now just talking about it because it's so exhausting. And that's why I wanted to talk about it because I want to tell you, yes, you, if you are not in this fight with us, you deserve everything you get. 
And don't you expect any of us to come to stand on your behalf. Don't you expect anybody to come march on your behalf because you are not standing up for what we all are demanding. And we have a right to demand it. I want to scream from the rooftops. But through this transformation period, I'm learning to maintain my energy and conserve it for when it's needed the most. I want you all to be so careful. I'm so tired of the hashtags. So, I'm going to continue my story next time and finish it out. Maybe I'll have a little bit of different news for you by then. I want you to know that I am bold, I am brave, I am beautiful, I am smart, I am kind, and I is important. No man has the right to keep me under their thumb. So I want to say to you, thank you for listening to me today. Thank you for joining. If you listened all the way through, you have truly earned a shout out and if you just let me know that you listened all the way through I will shout you out by name I'll even plug your um, social medias I want you to be safe I send a bubble with peace and abundance and light to you and before I close out this podcast I have to take this to another level and send a message. So thank you, archangels, spirit guides, and ancestors for being with me today. I ask that you help me to progress, help us all to progress and transform and change and learn how to stand with each other instead of fighting with each other. To the Shreveport Police Department, to the Shreveport City Courts, to the Shreveport Marshals, City Marshals, to the Jump Out Boys, you drug cops in Caddo Parish, to the Sheriff, Steve Prater. Yes, I'm going to say your name because you are a public entity, sir. To the District Courts, to the Judge that is presiding over this illegal case where I have not signed any instrument to appear in court other than my kidnapping papers to be released. And if I did sign there, I was not fully disclosed. Therefore, that contract is irrelevant. Same as my face and character being defamed in the National Inquisitor or whatever the hell their name is. To all of you, I just want to say I'm coming. I'm coming. I run no more. I run no more. I coming back, Massa.
with my crocus sack hanging from my back, I coming back. And you best be ready. Because I coming back with a force. That's all the time I have for you today, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I send peace, love, and light to your households. Namaste, family. Hey, what's up, family? Thank you for tuning in. So, I'm doing this podcast just really quickly to give you guys an update. And I am outside, so you may hear a few beeps or horns in the background. But we're going to keep the show moving forward. As always, I want to thank the ancestors, my angels, who are always, always around me. And I want to thank you for your energy. So, I started this podcast to spread love and light. And in the middle of my love and light got a rude awakening about a warrant that is in existence in Louisiana and I knew about this case Um, I can't say that I knew it was going to be a warrant but the judge issued and so here's the update (laughs) I am on the verge of feeling very vindicated with this situation and here's what I found out so I finally decided to give them a call just to find out what was going on I wanted to have all of my facts before I gave them a call and as always they like to play hot potato so I found out that the original judge whom I saw so many years ago, about two or three years ago, is no longer in drug court, which is where the case is held. Now, again, remember, I told you the cop claims that he found drug paraphernalia and that he found marijuana, 0.5 grams of marijuana to be exact. Now, how this is wrong is, number one, he did not find paraphernalia on me. He did find a grinder, but the grinder was not used for marijuana. Okay? A lot of people say, well, what do you use a grinder for? I use a grinder for tobacco. Okay? That's it. Number two, he didn't find .5 grams of marijuana on me. And I know this because I didn't have any marijuana on me. Now, am I a smoker? Yes. I am. I have a grinder for grinding up marijuana and I have a grinder for my um, tobacco. And the one he found had no marijuana residue in it. it. It doesn't have anything in it to be tested. But here's the big funny part about the situation. This guy arrested me for having a bad attitude, he claims. 
And the bad attitude was simply I asked him to repeat the reason that he had stopped me. Now, moving fast forward to all of that. I had stated before that this guy signed the ticket in custody. Now, I don't care what anyone tells you. Contract law is one of the highest laws in the land, right along with trust law. Okay? And they've been used for many, many years. The Constitution for the United States of America speaks about the right to contract. No court or judge or any persons like that have the right to infringe upon a person's right to contract. So what do I mean when I say that? Well, anything that you sign is a contract, including a ticket or a citation or a summons to come to court or a lawsuit, which is what a citation is. It is all of those things, just depending on what court you're coming before and depending on the issue at hand. And it all really boils down to a tax issue. But I digress in that nature. So after calling, I find out that Judge One is no longer there. Now, the warrant states that it was issued in 7 of 2015. That's what the official warrant has, the active warrant. Big ha-ha to that. <laughs> and it's supposed to be a nationwide warrant, so I am to be extradited, which is another joke. And when I call the courthouse, I come to find out that some other judge named Marcotte or something like that, a judge I've never talked to, never been in front of, never agreed to appear in his courtroom. Okay, this judge is the judge that supposedly has issued the warrant. That's what they have on file. Funny thing is, this judge is no longer in drug court either. He is now in civil court. So they have this warrant issued by two separate judges, one by the first judge, and the second one, which coincides with the first one by the second judge that um, is no longer there. So there's a third judge, and this judge has not signed anything. So if I was to be stopped and extradited or stopped in Caddo Parish, I'd have to go before this judge, whom I've never seen before or never agreed to appear in his court. <laughs> when I called the warrants division, I asked the woman on the phone who signed the warrant. Excuse me, I, I asked her who issued the warrant, which I was corrected in my nature of myself because I realized I used the wrong wording. I asked who issued the warrant. She stated that Caddo Parish had issued the warrant, and I yeah, I excused myself and said, no, ma'am, the court may have tried to issue the warrant or may have issued it for the judge, but who signed the warrant? So she tells me this judge, Marcotte, 
whom I call and find out, like I said, is no longer in the court that I'm to come before. Therefore, his warrant, their warrant, all of this is irrelevant and invalid. <clears throat> and so I come to find that my best option was to make a complaint to the Justice Department. So yeah, I'm telling. <laughs> I made my complaint to the Justice Department uh, about a week ago. Um, and I'm actually pretty excited. I can't wait till they call me um, or write me back or something like that because to be honest with you, they're either going to cooperate and put an injunction forward so that I don't have to deal with these types of issues anymore, or they're going to be complicit in these illegal acts that this police officer has obligated me where I did not agree. So there you have it. There's a quick update on that. I'm going to keep this less than 10 minutes. So, I don't know if you have any comments, questions, concerns, would like to get on one of these podcasts with me, simply send me a message, hit me up on either one of the social media sites. You can hit me up on Tumblr at Yogi Roski. That's Y-O-G-I-R-O-S-K-I. Um, you can also catch me on Holanus. I am on Holanus at Rosha. That's R-O-S-H-A-A. -A. Um, and you can also catch me on Instagram at Osha B. That's O-S-H-A-B. Either way, I look forward to speaking with you guys again pretty soon. Thank the ancestors and my angels for being with me tonight. I release this podcast with love and light and so much excitement. Namaste. Peace, 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 love, and light to all. Yes. Thank you, ancestors, archangels. Thank you, Orisha for being with me, for guiding me. I shall not open this show without thanking you. I send peace to my left, peace to my right, peace before me, peace behind me, peace above me, and peace below. Peace all around. Namaste. Ashe. Yes, family. Yes. She is back. Once again. Yet again. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm just here to give a short update and um, answer a few questions. Um, you know, a lot of you who listen to this podcast tend to uh, message me on Facebook. I wish you all would learn how to work this platform so we could have more interaction here. 
but I digress. So, as you all know, this is my um, my police violation series, talking about uh, Shreveport Police Department as well as Cattle Parish uh, District Court. And I wanted to just answer two questions I got in my Facebook, first and foremost, before I get into my update. So the first question I received uh, was from someone who wants to remain anonymous, and she asks, Why would you launch an investigation with the Department of Justice instead of going to the chief of police? She says, just a question I have. Thank you, Anonymous. Well, Anonymous, I'm going to try to make this simple. You see, I go by the Constitution. And you will hear many people say that the Constitution, I mean, if you get into some of these groups online, these uh, secured party creditor groups and so on, legal tactics and everything like that, you'll come to find... <clears throat> A group of us, and I mean a nationwide group and even international group, that tend to lean on the Constitution. Now, why do we lean on the Constitution? Now, first off, let me say the Constitution is not invalid. Here's a reason why, and I'm going to try to keep this as short as possible. But the Constitution is not invalid simply because they, and when I say they, I mean, um, I mean these, uh, these, these public entities, these workers that work for quote unquote the government, okay, that works for these police departments or policy departments, okay, and their job, and I'm talking about just police at this time, their job is to protect um, property, okay? That's what a policy officer, I mean a police officer, is supposed to do. His job is not to protect the people. It does not say to protect and serve the people on the side of their cars. It says to protect and serve. Well, what do they protect and serve? They protect and serve corporations. That's who they work for. The last officer I was arrested by was employed by a private company. Imagine that. I'm thinking this guy is a police officer <clears throat> because my people perish for lack of knowledge. Okay, this is something I didn't know. And I, in my investigations, found out that the guy was employed by a private company. Okay? <laughs> this is, this is, this this. this knocked my boots off, okay, this 
I mean, wig straight flew to the left. Snatch my wig off with this information. But in the Constitution, if you read it, because policy enforcers or police officers, uh, judges who sit in bank, I mean, who sit on on the bench <laughs> in bank, they all swear an oath to the Constitution. And then they turn around and swear a secret oath to the queen. You see, these judges, these district courts, these... <clears throat> traffic courts and 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 let me tell you a traffic court is you making an appearance at the DMV I bet a lot of you didn't know that that's basically what it is uh, I could give you the reference on it but I don't have it in front of me at the moment but I will make reference to it in my next video in my next video I'm going to be <clears throat> basically coming from the law and uh, mostly common and people can't tell me common law doesn't exist because that's where all law basically begins from. It begins from common law. Anything, uh, you know, having to do with statutes and codes and so on and so forth comes from common law, which is God's law. Now, if you want to know what the <clears throat> policy enforcers or excuse me not even them let's say the attorneys and judges these pro pro se cuters or prosecutors as they make it sound but pro se cuters these defendant or these uh, defense attorneys attorneys okay these people all are pledged to the Bar Association and out in front of the Bar Association. It's been there since the Bar Association began in England. Okay. They have uh, the Magna Carta outside of their building. So they all know this. They all know what the Magna Carta is. And, and, and so what I'm saying to you is if you would like to understand what they understand, what they know, Okay, this is learning how to fight them on their turf. Then look up the Magna Carta. You'll find many things there. And you'll find many ways to free yourself. Now, is it going to be easy? Hell no. Hell no. I'm your girl and I'm going to tell you right now. The shit ain't going to be easy. You are going to have to dig deep. Okay, so let me backtrack and get back to what I was talking about because this is supposed to be a short video. We're already at 8 minutes and 35 seconds. <laughs> so, understand me when I say that they all pledge, okay, themselves to the Constitution, meaning that they will follow the laws of the Constitution. Now, if you don't know anything about the Constitution, let me say this. It's a very long document. But the part that is the most important to people like yourself and myself is the Bill of Rights, which is the first part of the Constitution. It is the preamble, okay? I know you people don't, a lot of you people probably don't remember the preamble that we, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice and ensure the domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense and promote the general welfare, do ordain 
um, the, this Constitution for the United States of America. I may have missed a word or two there. Trust me, I study so many pieces and so many different forms of law that it can get mixed up in there and I get tongue-tied. I'm a human. This is a human experience, so charge it to my head and not my heart. I'm not leading you wrong. I'm telling you the absolute truth here. I'm telling you that these people <clears throat> have been treading upon your rights, your God-given rights. God gave you the right to travel. Okay? So, when it comes down to it, people like myself, we stand on the Constitution. We lean on that mud. Okay? We lean on it. And we do this because it is important to it is important to know okay know your enemy the best way to know your enemy is to know what he's trying to keep you from you know there's a lot of distractions on TV to keep us from learning what we should all be learning all of us should know these things we should be teaching our children these things so, those of us that lean on the Constitution, I don't care what anybody says, it's valid. Where the hell are the courts getting their authority from? If they're not getting it from Article 1, Article 1 of what? It's not of the UCC, it's not of anything else, it's not you, you, the, the USC, United States Codes. I mean, come on, we know that. Those are codes. So, where does this fraudulent-ass courts excuse me, these fraudulent ass courts get their jurisdiction, authority, delegations of authority, all of that. None of them have it. None of them have it because they are basically tax courts. They're basically about a debt. And these people aren't even, aren't even qualified debt collectors. So backing it on up some more. Why would I call the DOJ? Why would I or go through the DOJ instead of the chief of police? Well, the chief is in on the whole shit. He's not going to believe you over his officer. <clears throat> we all know that. And if you don't know that, you're ignorant. And you should, if you're over 25, you should be shot. Okay. Now, if you read the Constitution, the Constitution tells you there's one law enforcement that has the power on this land. He just happens to be good old sheriff. Okay, Andy Griffin, good old sheriff. But the sheriff is allowing this shit to happen under his nose at the police department. They're all in on it. And they won't do anything about it until you call them out on it. Now you can stay local and go through them and try to figure it out through them, but that's not my route. Why is that not my route? It's not my route because number one, I'm the injured party. I am. These people have injured me in such a way they've defamed my character. They've thrown so much dirt on my name. They put out images of me that I did not give them uh, permission to release so they violated my copyrights they've infringed upon my copyrights 
they sold my information to another company. So they made money off selling my image to a company to put in their newspaper, the Inquisitor. Okay. Which is owned by, uh, which is, is a part of an LLC. So the owner knows what the hell he's doing. He knows that, <laughs> that he could be sued. That's why his protect, that's why his assets are protected by an LLC. Most likely you can't get anything from him if you try to sue him. And it's hilarious because the sheriff department allowed this to happen in my case. It happens also on the, the local level at the local jails. In Shreveport, Louisiana, we have a magazine called The Inquisitor. The Inquisitor is guilty for ruining so many people's lives. I mean, <laughs> you would usually have to go to the website and type in a person's name, you know, to the, the, the jail website or whatever to see if they're in jail or go see if a warrant, you got to go to the court's website and type in the name. But that's not so in Shreveport. We have a magazine called The Inquisitor. And these people take the images from all local jails. Bossier, which is a city over from Shreveport. Shreveport, out of the parish, Cattle Parish. And they print it in a paper. Your image with your charges. <laughs> stating shit that they are not even party to stating more false facts from the jail that sold in the information. It's sad. So in my case, I decided not to go on a local level because I needed national help. So I went to the DOJ. Now, don't get it twisted. I'm not confused. Do I think the DOJ is going to do anything? I don't know what the DOJ is going to do. Because I didn't just send them a note. I sent them the case. <clears throat> I sent them paperwork. Okay, so they got a nice little thick packet. And they received it on May the 31st of 2018. So just last week. Today is uh, June the 6th, 2018. Happy birthday to all the Geminis. <laughs> Venus is entering into uh, your sign. And oh my God, you guys are about to have a blast. Just like us Cancers. Cancers are in the spotlight this year. And I'm so proud of all of us. Okay, back to what I was saying. Much love and light to everybody. I have not made a positive podcast in weeks. But I absolutely can't focus on making a positive podcast when I have an issue with police brutality, police uh, discrimination, when I have an issue with police falsely arresting me. I can't do it. I can't do it. I have to rant about it. So I went to the DOJ and like I said, they received my letter last week. So I'm waiting on a response for them. On top of that, <clears throat> the courts are all screwed up. They don't know who issued what warrant and why this warrant was issued. They're all confused. And frankly, I don't give two shits. To me, it shouldn't even be in their system. Now, it has been definitely really hard to get these people to understand 
because they're so used to being drones for the corporation that they work for. These people believe that they're all protected by judicial immunity. And it's bullshit. They're not. <clears throat> they're not. Especially when they're acting criminally. And everybody's guilty of it. From the judge all the way down to the policy enforcer, excuse me, police officer who stopped you on the street. Why do I keep calling him a policy enforcer? That's the next question. The second question, and I hope I answered your, your, your question, Anonymous, about why I went to the DOJ. I don't do local level because local level is bullshit. They're not going to do anything. You have to target their funding. They all receive funding from the DOJ. And the DOJ has it laid out as to how you are to present your information to them. Well, I gave them more than what they asked for. So I'm expecting them to do something. Okay. Now, um, as far as where I'm going from here, well, <laughs> I'm going to see what they're going to do. I want to see what the DOJ has in, in in store for this case because you see I'm I'm not just working alone here. Okay, I've got several high place organizations that are in place for me. And let me say this. I had to go to organizations to help me. And it's really sad because to be honest with you, we should be helping each other. I'm very disappointed in my city I tried to get so many people to understand the concept and uh, I don't know if you're a Facebook friend of mine but I've spoken about it I got talked about I got I got laughed at and the funny thing is it's funny to me it's funny to me because you know I see I've I've seen and I've heard and I've uh, uh, even just been an onlooker to situations where girls will beat each other down in the street, where dudes will get out there and shoot and kill each other. I'm talking about dude laying in the street, blood just drenched, drenched from his body. But the moment a police car pull up in the neighborhood, everybody hush mouth. Mamas, babies, daddies, everybody. Maybes, they all. No peeps. And it sickens me because I'm like, y'all can be big, bad and fucking bold with each other. Kick each other ass in the street. But you can't go in the fucking courtroom and, and, and sit as a witness for somebody that you know, for somebody that you call yourself being a friend to. I don't have a lot of friends. I'm going to be honest with you because you can't find no ride or dies. The people that talked about me, you know, I laugh because when it all boils down and it all gets down to just that little bit and they go to jail, they're going to be reaching out. <clears throat> I've had it happen already. And it makes me laugh because you laughed at me. Now you need my help to understand what's going on to you or what's going on, what's happening with you, what they're doing to you. Why would I help you? 
I wouldn't. But the sad part about it is a person like myself, we simply need witnesses in the courtroom. You got people scared to write letters for their homies, quote unquote, for they for they friend. It's sickening, guys. It's sickening. Like I said in one of my earlier podcasts, if you don't have a story about going in front of a black robe with his witchcraft and all that shit they got going on in the courtroom, then guess what? You're a pussy. And there are a lot of us doing this work. Doesn't matter how we're doing it. Doesn't matter if we're doing it, you know, where we where we all agree or it doesn't matter whether we're doing it where, you know, <laughs> if we're all doing it a different way. My theory is they have closed so many doors to themselves, but have opened so many doors to us that you have to reverse the spell. You now have to start to close the doors to yourself and then open up the doors to them. What do I mean when I say that? Closing the doors to yourself means to protect yourself, bond yourself, so that if they stop you, arrest you, take you to jail, you don't got to wait on some bondsman to come pick you up. Bond yourself. If you don't know how to do that, hit me up. That's number one. Number two. Try to maintain as many minimal contacts as possible. In order to do that, you have to get your affairs in order and understand that you're in a bunch of invisible contracts. And that's why when you go in the courtroom, you can't speak. They don't see you. You're dead. They don't see you. That's why they want you to have an attorney to attorn you. <laughs> a lot of y'all don't understand etymology. Study the study of words, people. Shout out to Brother Taj Tyreek Bay for being the first one to turn that key in my mind to flick that light on in my brain. Shout out to the Moorish Nation. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, they doing it wrong. They not doing it right. I don't give a shit what you're saying. They doing it. They doing something, and they're doing something right because. I see a lot of Moors who aren't trying to run any scams, you know, trying not trying to squat and do all of that bull crap. I see a lot of Moors doing their due diligence. Shout out to Brother Walter Bay. Shout out to O.T. Bay. O.T. Bay over there doing it big with the uh, Moorish American Council. I appreciate that, brother. <clears throat> now, I'm pretty busy, so I don't have time to join at this particular time. I'm, I'm getting my affairs in order before I go. But I am a certified, okay? My documents are certified. I'm a Moor. I'm a Moorish American woman. And like I said, I don't care what you say about they're doing it wrong, they're not doing it right, they're, this isn't the way to do it, they're not Moors. You know what? Prove it with some facts. And I don't mean from your mouth. I mean some paperwork. Show me where in America, on this land, that the Moors are being violated in a huge, 
range. Okay? Show me that. If you can't show me that, don't talk to me about what we're not. But I sent my paperwork to Philadelphia. My paperwork is gold stamped, certified, and witnessed. And I appreciate, I appreciate them. I appreciate the movement. I am not in an MSTA. I'm not, I'm not in a temple. But you don't have to be in a temple to be a Moor. You are already a Moor. Now, do you need to get in a temple? Hey, that's that's your choice. Now, I'm down here in H-Town. And there, there's a community of Moors down here. Now, I haven't had a chance to get over to meet them because I've been working on my own issues. To be honest with you, maybe I should get with some of them, especially Brother Walter. Man, I appreciate that, brother. Y'all don't understand. Some of these brothers in the game, they drop that knowledge. They they, they are there. They, they do what they need to do, but they do it behind the scenes because we're private people. Which is the reason that I have such a big problem with my image being smeared all over my city. Like I'm some big time drug kingpin. If you see what this officer claimed he found, you'll know he was desperate to stop somebody and make some money. But he ran into the wrong one, and I told him that that night. Well, this is not going to go down. This is not going to go slow. Also, what I didn't mention in the beginning of the video when I was answering Anonymous's question. I went to AI, and I think I wrote their chief. I don't really care. Because honestly, anybody on a local level is going to disagree with you. The, the uh, uh, AI, which is Eternal Affairs, when I launched the investigation with Eternal Affairs, this dude who's not a judge, who's not a, a lawyer, but more importantly, not a judge, he sent my information, he, he did the investigation and, and, and had the audacity to put on my paperwork that my claim was not substantiated first off you're not a judge second off fuck you AI Shreveport PD AI fuck you dude he was a police officer so these are his brothers another reason why I don't fucking do shit at the local level for what it's all a cover up you see, my point is not to, to, to get them to come out publicly and apologize. I don't give a fuck what they do. I don't give a fuck what they do publicly. But what they are going to do is remove my shit from their system. That's what they're going to have to do. You see, all the crimes that have been committed against me. <laughs> Injunction, baby. And I'm not backing down. I'm not backing down. All the stress I went through, I, I can't begin to explain to you the stresses that I've had over these past few years. Trying to take care of this dumbass case. And all it's about is a tax debt. That's it. Prosecutors trying to, you know, okay, process. Officer stops you on the street. He offers to contract with you by way of a lawsuit, um, ticket, citation, 
summons, whatever you, whatever you want to call it. You sign and you don't protect yourself. You don't sign all rights reserved. You don't sign UCC 1-207 with the slash and 1-308, meaning that 207 used to be, or excuse me, 1-308 used to be 207. I don't see that anymore. I just see UCC 1-308. So if that's that's your all rights, that's your all rights reserved. You don't need to refer to what it used to be. Again, everybody does things differently. So you begin to close the doors to yourself, securing yourself. You need trust. You need a living will. You need many things. You need HH agreements, whole harmless agreements. You need those things. Why do you need a whole harmless agreement? What is a whole harmless agreement? Well, use Google. It's a a very industrious tool. But why would you need it? Because I've heard people say, oh, you don't need a whole harmless agreement. Well, when you're operating privately, I would recommend one. Because let's say your car gets towed. Well... In order for you to pick it up, you have to have a whole harmless agreement. That's in order for you to bypass the police department. Now, I've seen this on three occasions and just recently have heard about this uh, on a a video from a woman out in California where she talks about it. But I had heard about this before. I've I've seen this in a case where someone repoed their car from the repo man that that the police officer had repoed. See, usually you're supposed to go through the police department and have them give you a release. But with the HH agreement, whole harmless agreement, and a few other documents that you need to put in place, you bypass their ass because it's your property. Now, if you have state tags, inspection stickers, and stuff like that on your car, then you need to understand that you're involved in some contracts. And I don't just mean the one that you signed. There's some fine print that you didn't read or didn't get to read. And it allows for any police officer to stop and check on the DMV's property. What was that? You say that your car is not the DMV's property? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> who has the equitable title? <laughs> who, 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 whose name are you not seeing on that document? That big, beautiful blue title document that you have, whatever color it is. Whose name are you not seeing on it? Or are you just not paying attention that their name is there? Texas Department of whoever, or you know, whoever. The police officers, when they engage in a stop on you, they're they're stopping you for the Texas Department of Public Transportation. In my case, because because I'm in the state of Texas, they're stopping you for them. Because if you don't go to court, what'll happen is you know they'll either put a warrant out for your arrest, or if by some chance they can't do that, they'll send it to the DMV and the DMV, or excuse me, the Texas Texas. 
Department of Transportation, and TxDOT will send you a letter. And they'll say, hey, you have this issue in court, and until you fix this issue, we're not going to let you get another driver's license. We're not going to let you get any more tags. You know, you owe them $935. (laughs) In that case, guys, if you don't know what to do, go read 15 USC 1692. Shout out to my boy, Michi Slay, for that gem. That's a gem I keep on my bracelet. Do you hear me? If you want to know about debt collection, anybody trying to collect a debt on you, you want to know how to write a letter to them. <laughs> 15 USC, USC stands for United States Code 1692. That's how you type it into Google. For those of you that are not used to you looking up codes and policies and, and all of that stuff, statutes and stuff like that. Okay. (laughs) You know, when you start to learn what they've been doing to you, it makes you mad. In the beginning, I got so highly pissed. God, I just wanted to snap somebody's neck. But you can't do that, right? Because you'll get shot and killed and arrested and all of this bullshit. But we're about at 34 minutes here in this podcast. And again, I try to keep my podcast short, but going on these rants, it pisses me off. I get so many questions and I never get to answer all of them. So usually they come up while I'm talking and I just go off and and can't help it, guys. It's it's sick and it's sad. And if you're not ready to join this battle, then let me say this. Anything that happens to you when it does happen to you, is meant to happen to you. That's what you designed your life for because you chose to allow the government to just take care of you. You chose to sign these backdrop contracts. You don't even understand what uh, anything about your birth certificate. You don't understand anything about your social security number. Y'all got to get learned. Y'all got to do some reading, some studying. And if that's not your bag, you need to get with people that know how to study and get them to break this shit down to you. Now, I'd be glad to do it, but travel, all of that stuff there, (laughs) it's expensive and time consuming, which is the reason I do this podcast. Now, on my next podcast, I plan to read some statutes and some laws i plan to read a bit of a bit of the constitution a lot of y'all need to read the constitution again a lot of y'all need to go read and understand the preamble understand the preamble and then the bill of rights that comes right after the preamble It's powerful information. Shout out to Coach Thomas. And I said that in my first podcast. Coach Thomas at BTW, basketball coach. Uh, I forget the year because really that was a long time ago. 90 something. I'm sure of it. (laughs) Shout out to Coach Thomas. Coach Thomas, if I could ever say thank you to him. 
Because I don't know if anybody ever had that impression in their mind. I remember what he said to us that faithful day in class and it has stuck with me so many years later, 15, 16 years later. I'm so proud to have been in his little civics class. It was a civics class and it was very, very important. I did always love social studies, but I didn't understand why. So if you love social studies, don't go looking in a social studies book. Don't do that. Teach your kids the law. You learn real history from the law. You learn real history from Supreme Court case law. You learn real history. And that is what will get our kids through the next generation. Let's stop training up these rappers and singers and these entertainers. Entertainers. And let's get down to some real life digging and teach these kids what they need to know in order to protect themselves so that they won't be saying what a lot of us are saying about our parents. A lot of us are saying our parents failed us. Well, maybe they did, but they could not teach us what they did not know. And I think we broke this mold because the internet ushered in with my generation. I'm not afraid to say that. Thank you, Bill Gates, who's a generation ahead of me. Thank you for creating the internet. White supremacy and all. And thank you, generation, my generation, for taking this shit to the next level with YouTube and Google and yes, Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook book or fake book or fed book as I like to call it because the feds is watching people y'all better watch what y'all doing with that Facebook app on y'all phone I'm gonna say that and then I'm getting off y'all better watch what y'all do that Facebook app on your phone is telling the feds everything they need to know when you going to your weed man house if you going to pick up you know some sugar, some booger sugar, some sugar booger, whatever they call it. If you going to pick up that white bitch, you know, if you about to take out Molly, y'all better watch what y'all doing. These, 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 this Facebook app y'all got on y'all phone is recording and listening constantly. You need to delete that shit from your phone, especially if you're doing some illegal shit. They watching. But at this particular time, the United States is going through hell. <laughs> and I laugh at the thought of it. Th to be honest with you, now is a perfect time for you to assert those rights. Because, because the DOJ, the FBI, um, the, all of them, CIA, all of them are under fire right now. Trump has... White people against white people. <laughs> Even some white people are just against white people because they're sick of white people's shit. And thank you, white people who are sick of other white people's shit because it's sick and sad, right? It's sick and fucking sad. Calling police on people just to see them get killed. Because that's what you guys are doing. 
And it's sad. That's why I don't participate in the bullshit. But you can't hide forever, people. At some point in time, you're going to have to get up off of your butt. And you're going to have to fight back with us. It's either going to be you or a family member or one of your kids. A lot of you guys are lucky. Have y'all seen the news? CPS is under fire because they've been selling kids to these pedo rings. It's sick, guys. We live in a sick, sad world. And if you're sitting on your ass, when your kid come up missing... I'll be looking for the picture to come across Facebook. And I'll be waiting on you to say, oh my God, help me find my daughter. Help me. Duh, duh, duh. A lot of y'all are lucky. Because a lot of these kids was coming up missing. And we didn't know where the hell they've been going all these years. But we know now. We know. We know. And before I end the show, I want to... I want to give a special shout out to a friend of mine named Martha. I have not talked to Martha. She tried reaching out to me, but didn't understand the situation. And so uh, I have not been able to really communicate with her, but I've broken loose and gotten a few things taken care of. So now I'm able to speak with and talk about Martha. Martha is a very special lady. She's really sweet. I don't know Martha's situation from the beginning, but in 2014 and 2015, I was trying to help Martha figure out a way to get her kids back. I feel, I felt really bad because she was doing things. She was, she's a bold lady because she wanted her children back. She knew that her children were being molested and, and they took them from her claiming drugs in her system. They, they took the, the woman's infant and they put them in a house where they were being in her sister's house where Martha told me that she believed her kids were being sexually molested, especially the little girl. I never met her children. But she is a dedicated fighter and a dedicated mother. I I take my hat off to her. I tip my hat to her. And I want to say, Martha, if you're listening, I prayed for you so many nights. The lawyer she was going up against, and I say lawyer because he was not a judge. He knew what she was doing. And she was hitting his ass with fire. She uncovered the fact that the man didn't even have an oath on file. They, it was so funny because the judge who was fighting her case or, or, Mm -hmm. or over her case didn't even have an oath on file. So when they told him he didn't have one, he rushed to get one down there. What I was trying to tell Martha is you have to move in silence so you can catch their ass with their pants down. But Martha was tired. She just wanted her children back. So Martha, if you're listening, sister, I'm sorry if it seemed that I was not there for you. But I had to cut off contact from basically a lot of people. 
to do the work that I was doing. And now that I am at the ending point, I am able to reach out, communicate, and help in this situation. I want you to know I love you. I miss your friendship. And I applaud your spirit. I applaud the person that you are. I applaud the mother that you are. And I've always sent peace and light to you. So if you're out there, girl, hit me up on Facebook so we can talk. Because we got a lot of catching up to do. I want to say thank you to the ancestors for being with me today. I had three join me right here. Sit right here in a chair in front of me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I want to say thank you. I give thanks. I give thanks for my ancestors. I give thanks for my angels. I give thanks for my spirit guides. And oh yes. Thank you to the Orisha. All of them. Every last one of them. Until next time, family. Aye, babo.